Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another Wednesday night Bible study prayer and Bible study session right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us tonight. I pray that you've had a wonderful day. I pray that you've been enjoying the presence of the Lord all day. Well, we're going to continue to talk about the power of communion here tonight, the power of communion. It is so powerful um, and so very timely that we observe the power of the communion, that we listen to the voice of the Lord. Uh, the communion is not the meal that kills, it's the meal that heals. And there's so much supernatural power that's available for you and I in the communion. Well, we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. And of course, we're going to pray. But first, we're going to go ahead and blow our shofar. And we're just going to enjoy Jesus together. All right. Hold on a second. Are we, we're on the air live, right? Praise the Lord. I think we are on the air live. Just trying to make sure that we have no technical difficulties this week. All right. Here we go. Let's go ahead and blow our shafar. All right. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. All right. I kind of feel like I need to pray before we pray, but I think we're good. Praise the Lord. I think we're good. The last time we met, we were talking about 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. And again, let's go there one more time. We're going to go there, 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to pray. But before we do that, I'm reminded, I need to pray for you right now. Uh, so if you haven't gotten your communion supplies together, go ahead and do that. You can pause this video if you like, pause the recording, video or audio message, and make sure that you're ready because we're going to take it together, receive this together. So if you have uh, unleavened bread, get it. If you have matzah bread, that's fine. Crackers or whatever bread that you have. If you have grape juice or whatever, we're going to just receive this as the body and blood of, of the Lord. So do the best you can and come back to the video. I'll be waiting right here when you get back. But if you're ready right now, let's go ahead. So we're going to go ahead Actually, we're not going to receive this just yet. We're just going to hold it, okay? I want you to just hold it with you and let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we, I pray for your beloved that is right now listening and watching from all around the world. Lord, I pray that, you would, that, they are, that their lives will be established in grace. Lord, that they would know how much you truly love them and how much you have given for them. You have proven your love for us proven your love toward us by giving your only begotten son to die upon that cross. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. And Lord, I pray for healing and deliverance for everyone that is listening from the top of their very heads to the very soles of their feet. Lord, I pray that the blood of Jesus would wash away every sin, every work of unrighteousness. Lord, I pray right now, I plead the blood of Jesus into every environment, into every room that we're in right now. Lord, we rebuke the devil in Jesus' mighty name. We rebuke the spirit of sickness and disease and poverty and doubt and fear. Lord, we command it to go in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we ask that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ come alive in your beloved. 
Lord, that we ask that tonight will be a night of miracles, signs, and wonders. Lord, those that are in pain tonight, we take authority over that spirit of pain. We rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask right now that the healing balm of Gilead, your Holy Spirit, would just soothe every joint, every muscle, every back, every knee, every foot. Lord, we ask that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength. And Father, I thank you for touching them everywhere they hurt. We declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. All right. Well, let's go back just for a moment. And we're going to get, once again, uh, 1 Corinthians 11 chapter. 1 Corinthians 11. And we're going to start once again. I'm just going to see a few things here. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and we'll start at verse, why don't we start at verse number 24. How about that? Verse 24. So we've talked about this at length. We're going to bring up just a few things. So if you haven't heard um, last week's message or the one before that about the power of communion, go back and do it so you can catch up because we won't be going through all of it, but we'll hit some of it tonight. Verse 24 says, uh, verse 23, it says, for I, pass on, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. All right, just to bring some things back. Uh, look at it as it is written. The Lord took bread, right? He took bread. In his hands, it was bread. But when he gave it to the disciples, when he gave it to us, it became his body. So somewhere between the Lord's hands and your hand, it becomes his body. So we receive it. It may still look like that cracker. It may still look, look like that piece of bread, but we receive it as Jesus gave it to us. This is his body, you know? And look at that in terms of marriage as well. The Lord said, uh, when Adam met Eve there, he spoke prophetically and he said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. So he identified her for who she was, flesh. I receive her as flesh. I receive her as bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And when you have that identification, then multiplication can come forth. Eventually, Adam and Eve, of course, had children, right? So we have to identify with who Jesus says he is and what Jesus said we should receive. He said, this is my flesh. This is my blood. Receive this. So again, with identification comes multiplication. When you identify with it, I'm telling you, powerful things happen. Let's start here just for a moment. This is so powerful. Because as I'm saying this, I'm hearing so many more things for you. Now, I'm hearing the Lord tell me to tell you and to tell all those that are here tonight that you have to see your sickness or your infirmity in the stripes of Jesus. See the Lord hanging on the cross and see your affliction in his body. 
right? Let's hold on here and go to Isaiah. We're going to come back to here. All right. So let's go back to Isaiah just for a moment. Isaiah 50, 54, I believe could be 53. We're going to hit this. Oh, this is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. Isaiah 53, right? And I'm going to let me read this out of the King James Version. All right. Isaiah 53. And let's look at verse number four of the King James Version this time. It says, surely he have borne our griefs and carried our our sorrows. We know that the griefs and sorrows here is also tr uh, translated uh, sicknesses and pains. So he bore them. He took it upon himself. I want you to use your Holy Ghost imagination and see your sickness in him. See that he carried your diabetes within him. See that he carried eye conditions within him, lung conditions within him. See that he carried yours. If you can see that, if you can identif identify with that, remember with identification comes multiplication. Something is produced when you can identify with this. You got me? So I want you to see that. Whatever condition that you're going through right now, see that he carried that for you. And you can even say he carried this sickness, whatever sickness it is, whether it's arthritis, whether it's diabetes or whether it's um, uh, cancers, see that he do it. So you can say, Lord, you carried this for me. See your sickness transferred into the body of Jesus. He carried it for you. He carried it for you. So you can say he carried my affliction. He carried my sickness. If you have something with the eyes and my goodness, I'm wearing glasses. So I'm saying, Lord, I see my eyes within your eyes. You carried the weakness of my eyes. You carried, you carried it. I see it in your eyes. I see it in your eyes. If there's, if there's some sort of blood condition, say, I see it within you. You have to be able to see this. See him hanging on the cross with your affliction, with your pain. See him carrying it away from you. So, again, with identification comes multiplication, which means something will be produced. And this something we're talking about is the manifestation of healing. We could even say with identification comes manifestation. Oh, that's really good too. Hope somebody's writing that down. I'm telling you, from identification, to multiplication manifestation all right because this is real jesus has done this this is not a fairy tale this is real this is reality as reality as much as reality can get so what he's done here he did it for you he did it for me right so let's let's stop here again as a matter of fact let's just pray right here just for a moment lord we thank you for carrying our sicknesses and diseases in your body. Lord, we recognize that you have carried our weaknesses. You've carried our pains. We see them in your body. You've carried our scars. You carried our emotional problems, our emotional scars with you. 
You carried a brain fog, a mind fog. You carried it with you. Even um, hard to remember things, uh, memory loss. Lord, you carried that with you. Alzheimer's. Lord, you took all of that upon yourself. You took all of that upon yourself. You bore my sicknesses. You bore my diseases. You carried my aches. You carried my pains. You carried my sorrows. I see it, Lord. I see it in your body, in your body that was broken for me. You carried it. And I receive that in Jesus' name. Glory to the Lamb of God. We receive that in Jesus' name. So we have to see it in him. We have to see it in him. So as we're talking about communion, we're talking about the elements. What Jesus gave us, he gave us his body and he gave us his blood. Now, one thing you have to see as well, this is so, so very powerful, so very powerful. Once I saw this, I'm not sure if my life will ever be the same. And I want to give this to you as well. Jesus, as he hung up on the cross, as his flesh hung on the cross, he was suspended between heaven and earth suspended between heaven and earth not on the earth anymore of course he's on the cross not on the earth not touching the earth and not touching heaven he was suspended between heaven and earth and at that moment he was rejected by man and because he was our sin offering he was rejected by God can you imagine what position he was in being rejected by Man, you say, I can deal with that, but also being rejected by God. Of course, the Spirit of God is within him because the Holy Spirit is with him, going into, about to go with him into the lower parts of the earth and raise him from the dead. Hallelujah. But the Father rejects him because he is now the sin offering. The wrath, his wrath fell upon Jesus so that the Father's wrath would not fall upon us. So there he is. We can say he's stretched out between two worlds. Stretched out between two worlds. He's hanging there for your sins and my sins. And he has all of our diseases on him and in him. Hanging there. Fulfilling his purpose in life as a sacrificial lamb. Making sure he didn't leave this to an angel. He wants to make sure that this will be a perfect redemption and that he's the perfect sacrifice. He took all of our sicknesses away, all of our pains away. He did not leave not one. He took them all away because he took them all away. He took yours too. He took mine. He took ours away. So we have to see that surely he had borne our griefs and, and carried our sorrows. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pain. Surely he has. And you have to see that within this body that was broken for us. You have to realize that Jesus took your sickness and pains away. He took them away. So we can say, Lord, we thank you for taking my sickness and pains away. Thank you, Lord. We receive this by faith. We enter into it by faith. You have taken my sicknesses. You've taken my pains away. You've taken my sorrows. You've taken my griefs. You've carried them away. You've carried them away. 
You've taken them away from me. Thank you, Lord, that as the Lord has delivered us from our sins, he also delivers us or redeems us from the effects of sins. Remember, sin opened the door to death and death opened the door to all kind of sicknesses and diseases and poverty and so forth and so on. Well, once the Lord, once the Lord closed the door on the sin, he closed the door on death and everything else. So what we also believe and know to be true, that even aging is an effect of death and death is an effect of sin. Once sin is removed, even that's removed. We believe in Jesus saying that we are forever young, forever strong. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So we can receive that too, right? So Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus that was broken for us. We receive what Jesus did for us in his body, how he has taken our sins, he has taken our griefs, our sorrows, our sicknesses, our pains. And look, look, my friend, let's be specific. Let's be specific. So as we praying this, you be specific about what he's taken away. Father, we thank you that he's taken our sickness and, and our pains away. We thank you, Lord, that he's taken our sorrows away. We thank you, Lord, he's taken away diabetes. He's taken away cancers. He, thank you, Lord, you've taken away lung conditions. Thank you, Lord, you've taken away arthritis, joint pains. Thank you, Lord, you've taken it away. You've taken it away. You've taken it away. You've taken away weight problems, uh, whether it's underweight or overweight. Lord, you're taking it away in the name of Jesus. You're taking it away. We thank you, Lord, that you are our healer. You are the great physician, and we receive what you have done for us in your body. We receive it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we eat it now in Jesus' name. Mm. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hold your place in Isaiah. Let's go back. We're going to go back to 1 Corinthians. Let me adjust my little mic. 1 Corinthians, let's go there. Oh my goodness. Hope you're receiving this tonight. My goodness, I'm telling you what the Lord is doing so wonderfully. What he's doing so wonderfully. All right, let's go back. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think we were in, yes. I'm gonna stay in King James for a second. So verse 23 again. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, King James this time. And uh, it says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Then he says, This do in remembrance of me. Well, remembrance is what we just did. Remembrance has the, the connotation of reliving an event, reliving the event, of feeling what you felt then, hearing what you heard, reliving the sensations. He said, do this in remembrance of me. If I say to you, think back to the first time you had ice cream, I don't know. Think back to whatever time, the first time you drove your car, or the first car you ever had. You remember it? 
think about it, somebody had a, a car with a blue door on it. Anyway, so remember that car. As you're remembering it, it's like you see the colors, you see the dash, you, you see the seats. It's like you're there, remembrance. Now, so he's not telling us just to observe communion, just to do it or make it some sort of ritual. He's saying, remember what I did. In other words, experience what I experienced. And as we talk about it, as we talk about the nails in his hands, as we talk about the nails in his feet, as we talk about uh, the crown of thorns upon his head, the excruciating pain as they pressed the crown, the thorns into his, into his skull. As we talk about the whip, how they whipped him and with shards of uh, metal and glass that canonized his tail, right? And every time it, it hit his flesh and they pulled it back, it ripped away his skin. The agonizing pain he was in, and it was with these wounds, Isaiah 53 says, with his stripes that we are healed. Now here's another thing too. In the Old Testament, the lambs were always, the animals were always killed in a humane manner, always sacrificed in a humane manner. You never see where a little lamb or turtle dove or a bull or a goat was ever tortured before it was killed. No. So Jesus is a lamb of God and all the other lambs from the Old Testament were talking about him, were shadows of him. So you wonder, why did Jesus have to die like this? Why was he killed in or allowed himself to die in a humane manner. If he had done that, we would not have had our healing. All of our healing was in him. All of our, rather, our sicknesses and diseases were in him. It had to happen. So when he hung up on the cross, when all the things that took place before them, all the beating and all the abuse and the betrayal, all of that was so that we could be healed and could be whole and could be well. So let's pray into that right now. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for sending your son, not only to die for us, but sending your son and allowing him to go through the crucifixion process because it is by his stripes, by his wounds, we were healed. Isaiah says the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. In other words, he was punished for our peace. He was punished so that we could be whole. The punishment brought us peace. The chastisement brought us peace. The punishment brought us wholeness, brought us soundness. He was punished so that we could be whole, sound and secure, mind, body, soul, and spirit. And we receive what Jesus did for us in his body. We receive it, Lord. We receive. We receive. And we remember. We remember. Now let's go on down a little bit further. In verse uh, 25, it says, After the same manner also he took the cup. He, after the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, or after supper, this cup is a New Testament in my blood. Now, up until this point, uh, they usually had wine with, with dinner, some sort of wine, right? So before he said this, they were all drinking some sort of wine. But it transformed from wine into blood. 
right? And so this is so powerful. So he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often or as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we're called once again to remember what he did with his blood. Remember how his blood was shed and remember what it was shed for. This is the New Testament that is in his blood. This is the new covenant that's in his blood. In this covenant, the father said that he will remember your sins no more. In this blood, the father has made you perfect. He has made you like Christ. You are born again. And I can't wait for you to hear the message that we're going to preach on this Sunday morning online uh, entitled The Perfect Gift. Mm, I cannot wait for you to see it. Make sure you're watching. It's going to be great. Oh, it's so powerful. I feel like I want to kick my leg out right now, but I, I'm going to hold myself. I feel like I want to skip around, but I'm going to... Mm, I'm holding myself. Yeah, okay, here we go. So, in this blood is life. Leviticus says, the book of Leviticus says, I believe, I believe Leviticus 16, it could be Leviticus 11, but I know it's in Leviticus. It says, the life of the body is in the blood. The life of the body is in the blood. And the whole sacrificial system had to do with this, a life for a life. That's what the blood was for, was for a life for a life. In the Old Testament, uh, the life of a bull, goat, animal, that life, that blood represented life. Those animals were sacrificed. It was a life for the life of the people, a life for a life. Same thing with the blood of Jesus. Those were shadows. This is the life of God to save your life, life for life, his life given on behalf of your life. And as we partake of his blood, we receive his life. We receive his new life. His blood is life to us. His, bo his body, his flesh is strength and his blood is life. Amen. So we do this in remembrance of him, how he has taken our sins away as far away as the east is from the west. So. We think on what the Lord Jesus has done for us, how he has made us perfect in the sight of the Father, how he has redeemed us, how he has taken our sins away, how we can come before the throne of God boldly and obtain mercy and grace in the time of need. And his blood is also protection. We're gonna talk about that some other time too, because Jesus is the Passover lamb the fulfillment of the Passover lamb. Remember the lamb's blood there in the book of Exodus was for the protection of the house. So this is also protection. And if the lamb, that shadow in the book of Exodus was strong enough to protect that house, how much more is the blood of Jesus Christ, the fulfillment? Awesome. So Lord, we receive what you did for us with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for washing our sins as far, as far away from us as the east is from the west, that they'll never be remembered again. Thank you for taking them away. Thank you for restoring us to right fellowship with the Father with your blood. Thank you for making us friends of God. Thank you for reconciling us and redeeming us and justifying us with your blood. We thank you, Lord, that by your one sacrifice, we are forever perfected 
and we are being made holy. We're being made sanctified through your blood. Through your blood upon our lives, we declare that that spirit of death and destruction that's going through the land, we declare it must pass over. It must pass over. Pass over every home. Pass over every workplace. Every place. Where, the, where our souls touch, the soles of our feet touch as we've been covered by the blood of the Lamb. Every place we go is safe. We thank you, Lord, because of your blood and because of the leading of your spirit. You keep us safe from danger. So we remember what you did first with your blood. How you shed it for us. We thank you, Lord for every drop, for every ounce of it. We do this in remembrance of you and we drink all of it. Now consider what you just did. Consider what we just did. Consider how we've just eaten the strength of God. His flesh is strength and his blood is life. Consider that even at this moment, the very life of God is filling you. I want you to see the sicknesses and diseases now being carried away. Just relax and let the Lord carry it away. Let the Holy Spirit do his work in you as he works through the power of the communion. As we honor the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Abba. We thank you for being so good to us. We receive what you're doing in our hearts right now, what you're doing in our minds, what you're doing in us emotionally, what you're doing in us, Lord. Thank you for taking stress away from us and worries away. Thank you for removing the fear. Thank you, Lord, for removing all the accusations of the enemy. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the enemy is retreating. Satan is retreating. He's running in fear and terror. Demons and devils are running in fear and terror. Because this is the place where you are honored. The place where we are. Even at this moment where we break bread. This is, Lord, you're revealing heaven in this place. You're revealing your will. And we thank you, Lord, so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Now we just have to wait for the manifestation, whether it's occurred at this very moment or whether it occurs, occurs in the next few seconds or tonight while you sleep. We're thanking the Lord now for the manifestation of the healing and deliverance. Glory to the Lamb of God. Now, as we close tonight in prayer uh, those of you again that that desire us to pray with you tonight if you're watching us live and if you want to leave your prayer requests alive just go ahead and type it in the um, the comment box or what have you the live chat box yes type it in the uh, live chat box if you want to leave it there uh, and then we'll pray with you now live if you're watching us live for those of you that are watching the replay later on just send your prayer request by way of our website 
at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org, and click on the contact button and put your prayer request there. We'll be praying with you, okay? Either way, we're going to pray. We're going to pray, all right? One last thing before we close out tonight. This is so powerful. I want to bring this to you as well. We talked about numbers. I believe numbers 21. We talked a little bit about that last time. We talked about how the simula how numbers or rather how 1 Corinthians 11 was similar to numbers 21. Because in 1 Corinthians 11, they despised in so many words uh, despise the body and blood of the Lord because they just came to pig out and they just came to get drunk. That's despising. They devalued the body and blood, the, the body and blood of Jesus. They just devalued it. So Paul had to straighten that out. And I pray that it was straightened out in their lives. Definitely straightened out in my life. In Numbers 21, we see how the people began to cry out I'm not going to get it. They began to cry out saying that they'd be cry, crying out against Moses. They said, they say, who made you, you know, a ruler over us? And they began to despise the bread. They began to despise it. They began to despise the bread of heaven. They said, and we hate this manna. We hate this manna. Now we know that Jesus is the true bread of heaven. So when they said, we hate this manna, they were despising the Lord's body, whether they knew it or not. They were despising it. And what happened? The danger from the outside came inside. They were no longer protected. So the snakes came in. Now the remedy for that is this. Remember the Lord told Moses, he said, I want you to take a pole and I want you to make a, a bronze serpent, right? And put it on a pole. Bronze represents judgment, right? So take this fiery serpent and make an image of it, put it on the pole, make it a bronze representing judgment. And the people were supposed to stare at it, to look at it. He said, everybody that looks at it is gonna live. Now grab hold of this and we're about to close. He said, they were supposed to stare at it, to look intently at it, not just glance and go away. No, they're supposed to stare at it. In other words, as they looked, they would live. As they looked, they would live. It's the same thing that the Lord Jesus identified with, I believe in John the third chapter. He said that if, if I be lifted up from the earth, talking about the crucifixion, I'll draw all men unto me. He said, when you see the son of man lifted up, then shall you know that I am he. So as they lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, the serpent represented, I mean, made of bronze. The serpent represented their sin, right? Made of bronze, represented judgment. As Jesus was judged upon the cross for you and I, he became our sin offering. As we just, as we just look to him, acknowledge him once again as our source, as our healing. Because as they looked in numbers, as they looked to the bronze um, pole, the snake on the pole, healing was coming at them. Healing was coming. As we look to Jesus, healing comes to us. As we acknowledge once again, no, we don't hate the body and blood of the Lord. We receive his body. We receive his blood. 
And as we look to him, we are healed. So always keep Jesus in your view. And you do that as you honor him in the communion. So do it often, I'm telling you, do it, do it often. Do it in your prayer time in the morning. Uh, do it when you get up at, in the prayer time in the morning, when you get up and when you, before you go to bed at night, whenever you have a chance to do it, honor the body and blood of the Lord Jesus. If you're having problems in your home spiritually, some things are going really crazy or cattywampus as they say, bring the communion in, bring Jesus in, honor him in that place you'll find heaven being revealed. Wherever you honor him, you'll find the presence of the Lord. Amen? All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, let me check just to make sure and see if we have any prayer requests online as we are here live. And at this moment, I believe we don't. Not at the moment. That's fine. Make sure you uh, do it later. All of you that are still watching, make sure you please give us a thumbs up that's going to help us help more people see the video. So give it a thumbs up and uh, we would really, really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget tomorrow night we've got another Power Pack message coming out on the network. I know we do. And Friday we'll have uh, Pastor Dobbs again on the network. And then Sunday morning, don't forget to watch the message entitled The Perfect Gift. Hallelujah. Now here in the church, it will be Easter morning. So we're going to have other things available there. I mean, here. So if you're, in the, if you're in this neck of the woods, come on out and see us. We'd so glad to have, be so glad to have you. All right? Until next time, remember, Jesus loves you. So do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make, you, only he can make a way. And, and, and thank you, Father, for blessing us tonight. Thank you for giving us your word. We love you, Abba. All right. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.